This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. God, having out of his mere good pleasure from all eternity elected some to everlasting life, did enter into a covenant of grace to deliver them out of the estate of sin and misery and to bring them into a state of salvation by a Redeemer. Those are the words of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit, a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. We are still in our Covenant Theology series entitled Our Covenant God. We talked about the covenant of redemption. We've talked about the covenant of works. And last week, I introduced the covenant of grace. But today, we're going to get into a little bit more detail. Now, there is no character in the Old Testament who is more associated with the covenant of grace than the father of faith himself, Abraham. And I want to look at why that is. Why is it that Abraham, his story, his narrative reflects the character and the nature of the covenant of grace? Now, the first thing I want to look at is this, the undeserved nature of Abraham's calling out of Ur. Now, we're told that Abraham, after the Tower of Babel and the splitting of people, went to live in Ur, and his fathers and his descendants were pagans. They were worshipers of false gods. And God calls to Abram at the time, is his name, and calls him out of Ur and his family. And my first question to you is, is it because Abraham deserved to be called or is it because God, in his unconditional grace and unconditional election, brought him up out of Ur for the sake of his glory and the glory of his son? That is, God promised Abram, through your descendants, I will bless all nations, or maybe even better, through your seed. And that should remind us of Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman will defeat the seed of the serpent. What I'm getting at here is the unconditional election of the TULIP acronym. And it's funny and it's interesting that in Romans 9, when Paul is describing the character of election, he uses descendants of Abram, that is namely Isaac and Rebekah. He says this in Romans 9, 10 through 13, and not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. This shows the unconditional nature of election. It's not based on foreseen faith or good works. It's based solely on God's grace. And what can be said of Jacob can also be said of Isaac, can also be said of Abraham. Now in Genesis 15, God comes again and says, I'll bless the nations through your seed. And Abraham says, God, I'm old. My wife is barren. How is this going to happen? He says, I will give you your own son. And of course, that's son would be Isaac, but something else happens. What happens is God instructs Abraham to take animals and to slice them in half and to place them in a line. And then what is meant to happen at this time is that 
Abraham would then walk through these cut up animals to reflect or to represent that if he did not keep his end of the covenant, his end of the bargain, God would cut him in half, just as these animals have been cut in half. Yeah, Genesis 15, 17 says, when the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. God put Abram to sleep. He, God himself, passed through the cut up pieces to say, what's prefigured here in judgment will not come upon you, Abram. It will come upon me. And of course, that points us to the judgment that God poured out upon his son, Jesus Christ, so that us sinners, breakers of the covenant of works, could receive grace. Until next week, may it bear much fruit to the glory of God. Pfeiffer Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.